start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Well, I'm not Perry Allen Wood. I'm Ronnie Black. Perry is, as we say, on assignment, which this week means he's helping his daughter move into the University of South Carolina in Columbia. That's right. And she's, yep. on, she's on the dean's list, and she's moving. I think she's a junior now. I think so. And I think she's moving one location next, but that, that stuff takes a whole lot more presence over, over this, so. There's Greg Moore you hear talking right there. Also with us is our dirt track specialist who's going to be here for the whole two hours today, local car owner, Alan Hill. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Glad to fill in here for Perry, who uh, texted me yesterday and I texted him back. I moved my daughter in University of South Carolina, probably been almost... Uh, a long time ago, I ain't gonna mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost a long time ago. But I, I give him a little information. I said, get down there early because the later you wait, the uh, hotter it gets down there. Oh golly! You know, a lot of, a lot of people don't don't realize that that place is just uh, it's actually below sea level or something, isn't it? I, I mean, don't it's, know. It's, it's not too far. All I know is that when it's hot up here, it's Hades hot in Columbia. Yes, it is, and. Uh, like I said, I'll probably be filling in here for Perry Allen. Uh, Greg's got our list of uh, people lined up here today at 1020. We're going to have Matt Yoakum. Uh, then about 1040, we're going to go to Nelson Crozier, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, last week's race, if y'all want to. Last week's race was a road course. Uh, I enjoyed it. I did, too. We had uh, three big headlines on that day. We had... Uh, First thing was Chase Elliott and Martin Truex there. They drove a good race. Absolutely, they the, did. Them last 10 laps, them boys was up on that stern wheel. They was for real racing. That's a good race. They was for real racing. And then, uh, don't get me wrong, them boys, they drove, uh, if you watched them go through them turns and stuff, if either one of them slipped, it was going to be on for the other one. For both of them. It was on for both of them. They, and, uh, they were both hooked up, as we'd say. They yeah. both had four, like I used to always ask the driver. Yeah. Yeah, and we go around the racetrack. I said, have you got four? Have you got four tires up underneath you? And, <laughs> and that, that, that sounds crazy, but that's the whole thing. Otherwise, that thing, I think Michael Walker says, is turkey walking or something. That's yeah. where you got the chassis messed up. Or, but you know, them last 10 laps there, them boys is up on them stern wheels. It was like driving the whole rest of the whole race the last 10 laps. Yeah. As far as pressure. Yeah. And uh, and look, they both handled it well. They both raced clean. Yep. But, and but you know it was our, exciting. Yep. And then uh, one of our second thing was was Kyle Busch was having a bad day. Uh, Kyle Busch <laughs> was having a bad day, so he decided he was wanting to kind of take things off on everybody else that was on the racetrack. And he started off with uh, William Byron, and uh, then he went over to Bubba Wallace, and Bubba Wallace he kind of. He kind of bowed up at him. He kind of pushed back a little bit. Well, now his uh, Kyle's bad day really started with the Xfinity race. Yeah, well, that's uh, you right there. And listen, I, I don't know how you feel about Allen, but I, I've made it clear before that I don't really like when the the big names race the Infinities and just dominate it. So I was kind of happy when he went out, so you could see some 
Yeah. Some really good Xfinity racing. Yeah, back in the middle 80s, whenever I was helping Pearson and them, uh, don't get me wrong, we'd go to the big races, and now Charlotte, we're just paying big money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we was, a, I ain't going to say a small team. Larry was Bush Grand National Champion and stuff, but all of a sudden you'd have the big boys like Jeff Bodine and everybody else that would drop down and... and really sh- big pockets. Really big pockets, and they would run for the, you know, Charlotte race, and then it would kind of hurt, like kind of like Jeremy Clements right now. Everybody yeah. talking about it. If you was to take the top ten cars out of the Xfinity series that has the big name backings... Yep. Look where Jeremy Clements would be right now. He'd oh, yeah. Be, he'd be a second, third, fourth place race car. And listen, last week he was up in fourth place. He might have made it to third. Yep. But he was racing up there with the, the best of them. Yep. And we're going to get into Jeremy Clements a little bit later on in the show. They go into a road course this weekend. And from what I seen yesterday during practice, he was sixth fastest in the second practice session. And Jeremy's really good on the road course. Yep. And they've got some road course ringers that they have put into actually mm-hmm. the Bush, you know, the Kyle Bush Motorsports cars. They don't get me wrong. They got top notch stuff. So now all of a sudden they're going to bring a top notch road course, what we call road course ringers into this deal. Yeah. And, uh, then these boys have to race against them, which, you know, it makes you, everybody says, well, it makes you better. Well, guess what? Sometimes you just can't compete with money. Well, it's like with Jeremy. Jeremy's an excellent driver, but he doesn't have the, the equipment that some of these top 10 guys have. Well, equipment plus personnel. Yeah. Personnel and, and a lot of times we overlook that. Alan, talk about it. Well, you you sit there. You talking about Clements over here? He's probably got three, maybe four guys that work on his race cars. Whereas you got, you know, Junior Motorsports sitting up there with sixty people. And then don't get me wrong. I watched something yesterday where they got a simulator that Toyota does, <laughs> and he brings their drivers in right there. Do you think uh, Jeremy Clements gets invited to a race simulator to where, you know... Only on his Xbox. Yes, only on his Xbox. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, so, you, you you know, people, you know, you sit back and you watch the race and you say, well, the cars all look the same and stuff like that. But, you know, when you get down to your personnel and stuff like that, the race is nine times out of ten one in the shot before the car gets to the racetrack. Yeah, that's exactly right. That it, that, I've always said that. You, whenever I mean, you unload that car and it's fast right off the truck, it, it it's just it just makes the whole weekend go so much easier. As a matter of fact, look at uh, qualifying yesterday. Uh, who's got the momentum going right now? Chase Elliott. Yeah. So I mean, everything is just you know it puts a little pep in your step and stuff like that. So. Uh, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit later on in the course. And like I said, Matt Yoakum, he's going to be coming on here about 1020. Yeah, and, and Matt had a little bit different entry into racing that he was led into it by his mother. And well, I, I want to ask that. him about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. Like I said, I've known Matt. Matt's a great guy, probably one of the best pit reporters. And I think he's been in the booth before, but he does, he does a real good job. He's been a friend of mine for years, and we lucky enough to have him come on here in a few yep. minutes. But, and also, and, uh, he's I'm trying to think. Somebody was telling me, it might have been Nelson or somebody said that he really, Michigan is like one of his favorite tracks. So that all just fits right in together. So and, we, we're going to have a good. 
And the third part of our headlines from last week was Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Blaney. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, with his new crew chief, was actually having a good race going on. And for some reason, him and Ryan Blaney, which they still have difference of opinions as of <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Yes, I mean, that's, uh, you know, Ryan kind of claiming his ground and jimmy was trying to claim his ground for the same spot and next thing you know jimmy was going around and don't get me wrong jimmy johnson winds up you know they all sitting here fighting for points to make that last cutoff place between jimmy johnson ryan newman and clint boyer and guess what lo and behold they they sit here and finish jimmy johnson 19th ryan newman 20th Clint Boyer, 25th. <laughs> so they, they, are, they are actually taking it on down to the last three or four races here. They are. And that, you know, I don't know exactly how they got it, you know, as far as the prize money, but there's got to be a significant difference in what you get in prize money if you make the cut or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I Pe- mean, people don't realize that, too. I mean, whenever you win a race, you actually get on what we call a winner circle program, uh, get tires. And uh, you get everything, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's part of the deal of winning races. And, and that adds up in a hurry. Yes, it does. I mean, people don't realize that, too. And uh, don't get me wrong. These boys are sitting here thinking that they're fighting for this. And you might can have somebody like uh, Matt Benedetto come up and win the race. And he's going to yeah. knock everybody back down the line. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, and, and he's been just on the edge of of. of Getting a race. Yes. And the thing about Matt Benedetto is sitting here, finished sixth last week in the race, and he gets out, and he's sitting here, you know, he's pleading for a ride. Yeah. You know, I mean, our guy sits here and finished sixth. He's got two top five finishes in his racing career, and he's... uh, is week by week, pretty much. And he's doing it in a Toyota, what we call a satellite team. And he's sitting here thinking that, you know, don't get me wrong, I haven't signed my contract for next year. They're looking at Christopher Bale is going to be moving in that car. But the way Matt's driving, I think he'll land up in a pretty good ride somewhere down the line. Well, somebody be foolish not to jump on him. Yes. He, uh, from what I've seen uh, yesterday on TV, uh, like I said, he brought it up again that, I haven't signed a contract, and I'd like to stay with these boys. These boys, you know, when you when you get a driver, it likes to stay with the team. Yeah. And he becomes a part of the team. That's where you starting to get that, that what we call that, that camaraderie. Yes. It means about chemistry. Darrell Walsh, obviously, proper chemistry. You, you get that chemistry between the driver, crew chief, crew, and stuff like that, that, you know, don't get me wrong, sometimes you... You begin to doubt a driver, and the driver begins to doubt the crew chief and the crew. And whenever you start having that... And listen, one of the most dangerous doubts is if your driver doubts his spotter. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, well, you kind of seen that on the road course. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of brought that up about the, the Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Blaney deal, but, you know, we didn't have a spotter. When you get to a road course, you have so many turns that you can't have a spotter. <laughs> Not at all of them. <laughs> at all of them. Not at many and, of them. And Bill Elliott was actually spotting for Chase at the... Uh, you know, that's got to be something special for Bill. Oh, yeah. He said he wouldn't say much, and he didn't say 20 words all day, which he didn't have to say 20 words all day because Chase Elliott, he jumped out there, won all the stages, won the race, actually got 60 points, which he going to take most of them points to the playoffs. Right. And that means a lot. 
Yes, it but does. Now, if you can win sixty points, just think about what sixty points would mean to a Ryan Newman, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, because they're right there on the bubble. They right there on the bubble. So uh, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Johnson has been known to this next race we're going to go to, which will be uh, tomorrow. It's yeah. at Michigan, and uh, which everybody you know, four lanes wide. They can get around that racetrack. I, I always have light Michigan. We, we we're never we we won up there on the road course with a Trans Am car back about nineteen sixty nine. But we run second, third, had some good runs, led laps. But that's one race out. We 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 just flat couldn't couldn't win. But I still liked it because it seemed like our stuff always run good up there. You know, well, it's, it's such a wide open track, and I, I, Jimmy's going to do well up there. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. but the guy, the gentleman we we're talking about in question, uh, about you know he hadn't signed his contract. Benedetto. Yeah, he's an excellent driver. He would be the perfect kind of driver if somebody had a big sponsor and come into the sport where he could afford to to, to get something started. That's the kind of one you want. This is out of the click, right? You know, if he, if well, I hope he don't get out of the click, you know what I'm saying? But yes, he would and, be one to grab up. And when you say Michigan, everybody thinks the Spartanburg is on David Pearson. David Pearson, yes. nine wins. Most of all time drivers out there, Kel Yarborough, eight wins, and Kel's right down here from what Timsville, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. So I mean, you you take these old boys from down in here and. I don't think anybody's going to catch up with David Pearson nine wins at Michigan. I mean, just don't get me wrong. When you when you went to Michigan, it was like, uh, what are we going to do? Hopefully, he falls out. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the way it was. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have this race uh, tomorrow. It's going to be in three stages, 60, 60, and 80, making up 200 laps at Michigan. And the spring race, we had Joey Logano in the 22 car, Penske car. He kind of dominated the spring race over there, but uh, looks like it might be a little bit different deal, which um, this was not a in-pound race. Whenever you say not a in-pound race, that means that these crew chiefs can do stuff to make these cars run fast for two laps, and yeah. they did. Uh, qualifying yesterday at Michigan, first place went to Brad Keselowski at a 37.80. Second place was uh, Kevin Harvick with a 37.877. So, uh, you're not looking at much there between no. them two. And uh, you had uh, third third qualifying was William Byron. Fourth was Alex Bowman. Fifth, Clint Boyer. Sixth was Chase Elliott. So, Chase is going to carry some of that momentum with him on to Michigan. And then, don't get me wrong, Kyle Bush is taking some of that bad <laughs> juju. <laughs> bad juju. He qualified 27th, and uh, he's back there. He's, he's, can you imagine how frustrated he is right now? Uh, he couldn't sleep last He doesn't night. tolerate. He, he can't, no. He's, 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 that, he's, that, he's that driver that, uh, don't get me wrong, he'll show his emotions real fast. In a hurry. Yeah, those he, are the good ones. He kind of, yeah, he kind of takes it out on the press sometimes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I, I didn't like him in the Xfinity races, but I like his his personality in the big race. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. If you had a race car out there, and if you was a car owner out there, don't get me wrong. And if you didn't need a driver and he was available, I'd put him in the car in a heartbeat. <laughs> but anyway. I, 
uh, I think we're up against a break. We are. We're going to have to take our first break. And we're going to come back with Matt Yoakum, who can give us a lot of insight about what's going on with NASCAR today. Because he's still active in it. He's been active in it for a long time. And uh, we'll get some of his thoughts about Michigan and some of their stuff. And Anyway, you listen to Fox Sports, 1400 AM, 93-95-3. No, 98-3. 98-3. I know that I shouldn't be trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back after this with Matt Yoakum. And you're listening to Start Your Engines. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Up for style, up for performance, up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not 
a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barber shops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 on FM at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. Welcome back to uh, Start Your Engines. Uh, we having a little problem getting in touch with Matt Ilkham, uh, but uh, we'll keep trying. But we're going to keep trying here. I seen this week on the news that uh, Victory Junction Camp is celebrating celebrating their 15 years of being up there at Richard Petty's complex up there, and uh, like to thank uh, Richard Petty and Kyle Petty and all that for everything that they do for the children up there at the Victory Junction Camp. Oh, absolutely. If, if you have not seen that place as far as I've really not seen it in person, I've just seen probably parts on TV and stuff at everything mm-hmm. that they do and stuff like that. Uh, as far, you know, as far Kyle's son, Adam Petty, who lost his life at, yes. at uh, I think it was New Hampshire Speedway. I can't remember off pretty, pretty sure it was up there, practicing up there. Uh, Willie really wasn't during a race or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But everything that the Petties have done for this camp and stuff. And uh, Richard Childers, I've uh, seen this week where he donated a good bit of his, uh, some of his stuff up there for that place. And uh, like I said, the Victory Junction camp, 15 years strong right now. And seems like it's getting stronger and stronger every year. Uh Getting on to a little bit of stuff from last week. Uh, seen a little bit of drag racing, which we're going to talk. You know, we talk about all kind of racing here. And uh, John Force got hey, man. funny car number 150th win. And uh, since John Force got his 150th win, his uh, top fuel, Austin Proc, got his first win. So uh, for one driver to get 150 wins and uh, another driver to get his first win, uh, you know, both of them was just as happy. The TV cameras and all was having their problem getting on both uh, both drivers on the same uh, TV screen at the same time. Actually, John Force actually jumped on his little scooter and rode all the way back up to the top of the drag strip and jumped. Well, he didn't really jump a chain link fence. He fell across the chain link fence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once he got up off the ground, as big as John Force is... Uh, 
if you'd have seen it, you would die laughing. But he got up and went up in the stands and actually just celebrated with his fans. And success. Yes, success. We got Matt Yoakum on the line. Matt, this is Alan Hill filling in for Perry Allen Wood. Are you there? How you doing, guys? Doing good, sir. Uh, I just got a text from my brother, Mike Hill. He said, make sure I tell you, hey. You know, Mike, Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something right now. No finer American in auto racing today than Mike Hill. I used to love doing the IMSA races because that's where uh, he's still racing these days with Action Express, winning races, winning championships. And I could not wait when I got to whatever event it was, Elkhart Lake, Watkins Glen, Daytona. I would always make a beeline for the Action Express trailer to, to check in with Gary Nelson and Mike Hill. Yep, uh, Mike, he's off the road now. Uh, he's got his back problems are getting a little bit worse now, and he's kind of stayed back off the road. And don't get me wrong, uh, I texted him last week. I said, y'all running? He said, please don't watch. He said, they have penalized them Cadillacs so bad that, uh, we're almost a second off the pace, and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. As you know, sometimes you get to wondering, you know, why he said I'm just about tired of busting my tail to make these race cars run for somebody else to take it away from us. Yeah, that's why. Oh it yeah, up well. But man, I love we appreciate you being you know, on the show. And uh, oh god, uh, man, my pleasure. Anyway, I mean, that reminds but, me of those days when when Greg and his dad had those Ford Mustangs. We're just killing everybody in Trans Am, and you know, you know how everybody has to try to over-legislate and everything. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just the story of racing. It seems like. Yep. Well, Matt, kind of tell us, uh, like I say, you've been around the racetrack forever, been a friend of mine forever, even though we hadn't been in sport. Uh, me and Bud hadn't been in a long time. Uh, but uh, give us a little bit of background on, on, on your situation. You know, how you got kind of got involved and uh, how that all progressed. Well, you know, kind of like Larry McReynolds in a way. You know, Greg, you and your brothers all got in racing because your dad it was a father-son kind of thing. For me and for Larry Mack, it's kind of ironic because we were talking about this the other day. Larry Mack got involved in racing because of his aunt. That was his first driver, and that's who he worked with. And then for me, the, the person that got me in racing was my mom because she started at MIS up in Brooklyn, Michigan. Ironically, that's where they're racing this weekend. And um, she started there in 1968 and worked there to 79. So I was uh, just one of those track kids, always there. Uh, I worked on the, the maintenance crew during the summer. I... Uh, I uh, sold programs when I was like six years old, and and it was funny because they would only give me five programs at a time because they were worried that, um, you know, you'd see some kid with a, a pocket full of money, and I might get rolled <laughs> by somebody in the, in the stand, so they'd give me five, and when I'd sell those, I'd go back and get another five, <laughs> and that's... That's kind of where it, where it started for me, and and, and I always liked the the stories of the sport, and and you know the history of it, and and relaying that to, to different people, and that's why the the television thing just sort of worked perfect for me because you know I like making that connection with the the fan at home, whether on radio or television, of the 
the guy behind the wheel, but I especially love doing stories and educating the fan about the guys who turn the wrenches and uh, the work on the pit crew. And so that's that's kind of where I find you know my joy in the sport. And you were also, at least for a while, on... Uh Boy, I lost my train of thought. On Stewart's radio show on Sirius, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that gave me a lot of heartburn. Because <laughs> never knew what he was going to say or do. I think I, I think I aged about 15 years in, in 10 with him. <laughs> well, well, that's it on Sirius radio. They don't have the restrictions that broadcast journalism has. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it was funny because just, you know, our show would come on at 7.58 on a Tuesday. And if he was in Charlotte, he would come to my house, and we would do it from my house. But if he was home in Indiana, he would be at his house, I would be at my house. <laughs> and we got so good at it that you really couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> and I'll never forget one time J.D. Gibbs came up to me on, on the grid, the reservation, and made all kinds of comments and got in all kinds of trouble. And J.D. comes up, he goes, man what the heck was going on? Why didn't you just slap him? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, just slap him to tell him to shut up. I go, J.D., he was in Indiana. He goes, really? He goes, well, I'll give you this. It sounded like he was right next to you. So if there's a positive that came out of it, at least it sounded like you guys were together. And um, but we had a lot of fun. I mean, the wax, you know, smokes back, uh, Operation Wax Smoke that Kevin Harvick uh, kind of spearheaded with his race fans and um, you know, which the funny part about that is, you know, we're in typical Stuart fashion. He goes, all right, uh, we're going to go ahead and do it after all the thing that went, went down about it all. So the, the day before we were going to do it, Harvick and Stuart crashed each other at Bristol with four laps to go racing for the win. The spotters were on the spotter stand fighting. People had to, had to hold them back. And so I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know if this is going to happen. And I got a text saying, everything's still on. <laughs> so in, in typical Stuart fashion, instead of driving the, you know, 90 minutes to Harvick's house, he goes, all right, meet us at the Concord Airport. So we met at the Concord Airport, flew from Concord to Greensboro, and then drove from the Greensboro Airport to Kernersville to Harvick's shop. Now... You know, the women that are listening, they'll understand this. But the guys, they'll be like us. See, we all thought the longer you take waxing something, okay, the less painful it is. Apparently, we were under the total misunderstanding because apparently it's the opposite. You just rip and go. But we drug out waxing Stewart's back for two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was in so much pain, which, you know, was actually kind of fun, you know, <laughs> inflicting some pain on him. But we had some good times and a lot of great stories. Well, now, before you got the gig as the, the pit reporter, and it seems like you are the pit reporter now for, for NASCAR, you, you were pretty much a have microphone will travel because it looks like you worked for a lot of different folks. Well, it's sort of like if you look at any driver, and they'll start out running their local short tracks and they'll move up. You know, like in the old days, you know, you'd 
you'd run your local short track, and then you might pick up a, a NASCAR touring series like the Bush North or Southwest Tour. Uh, yeah, and then you jump in the trucks and on your way up, and that's sort of the path that I took. I uh, spent my college and, and high school summers working for IROC, started out as tire specialist, and, you know, any any weekend, uh, we'd race three weekends over the summer, and then Daytona in February, you know, I'd, I'd sit there and have about 90 different sets of tires, and good Lord, I mean, and Greg knows back in the day when it was just uh, the bias ply, I mean, you had to measure all those, and, and now they still measure them, but it's not really because they're radios. They're all pretty pretty close and, and everything, but uh, so I did that, and and then when I got out of college, uh, I started in at uh, the full-time, part-time basis at West TV in Orlando, Florida, and they gave me a great opportunity. So I spent two and a half years there. Um, you know, for the first, almost the first year, I drove back and forth from Daytona, so it was like a, a hundred miles round trip every day. And uh, but you know, that's what you do. You know, it's you start out on the ground floor, no matter what kind of career job it is. Work your way up, and I, I got a fluke. Uh, oper- everything in my career has been kind of fluky. Um, I took the weekend off because my mom was running the, the Texaco program at the time, and so I thought, well, I'll go to Bristol Night Race. So I took the weekend off and flew up there, and I did a live to tape with the Big E, Dale Earnhardt, and I fed it back on the local NBC affiliate satellite truck. And then six months later, during Speed Weeks, I got a call saying, hey, we've got a weekend anchor job here at WCYB TV 5 up in the Tri-Cities. Would you be interested? I'm like, well, how many races would I get to go to? I said, because right now I've got the Rolex, Daytona in February. I've got Bike Week. I've got, you know, the July NASCAR and then, you know, another IMSA race. And they're like, well, looking at it, we're looking at 10 or 11. I'm like, really? Well, 10 or 11, count me in. So I went up there, and I was there for a year, and Ken Squire said, hey, during Speed Weeks, uh, we're going to start an all-new motorsports TV show called TNN's Race Day, and I want you to be a part of it. So I I jumped on with that, and then I was there working on that show, and I had accrued so many comp days that I've got to burn them or I'm going to lose them. And so I went up to New Hampshire for a... Uh, weekend where they had five races in two days. And Jeff Fuller was going to be the second pit reporter starting Saturday while a hurricane went through Richmond. And it canceled the bush race, moved it to Sunday. So he was out. And so Glenn Jarrett went to TNN's bosses and said, look, Matt's a, a talent on your air. He's here. Let him work pit road with me on Saturday. If he doesn't suck, you know, he can work Sunday. And they said, all right, if he doesn't <laughs> suck on Saturday, he can work the three races on Sunday. And Glenn called me and goes, all right, here's the deal. And which I love Glenn Jarrett to this day. He's been such a great friend through the years. And, uh, he called me up and goes, all right, here's the deal. You're in for tomorrow. Don't suck. <laughs> I'll kill you if you do because I don't want to work pit road by myself on Sunday. And so uh, I did that and, and kind of, you know, the rest I just – Got on the the Cup Xfinity now Xfinity in truck program at TNN and went from there to ESPN to where I've been at Fox since 2001. I tell you one thing, Matt. Uh, what a lot of people and Darrell Walter mentioned it to me. He said they didn't know really what working was. 
that he started doing announcing because the announcers travel a bunch. And I, I was thinking about it. Wasn't it like 96 when we had the hurricane chased us out of Richmond and it, then it moved up to Loudoun or something? Wasn't it like the mid-90s? Same, same. Oh, yeah, 1996. That's yep. when it was. That's when it was. I, I remember yep. that. But, yeah, like I say, it, it's... Uh, I I wish I had a little bit better vocal skills and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, you, 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 you've had a lot of... Well, like I say, you kind of got thrown in the fire... You know, and that, that's the best experience in the world. And like I say, you definitely got the, the best credentials in the world. And uh, Well, I, I appreciate that. I, you, I feel very blessed to, to have had the opportunities that I've had and, and also to work with the people that I've worked with. I mean, one of your old drivers, Benny Parsons, you know, loved Benny. Uh, oh, yeah, great. Benny and I, used to, we used to travel together. And, I mean, he would talk about the days back driving for you and your family and uh you know he was such a great storyteller such a great man and you know i would spend uh december down in his guest house down in daytona and he was so funny because two things were the most important things to discuss for that coming day if you're going to play golf if you're in or out and we were leaving at 5 45 for dinner which meant you need to be standing outside at 540 because he would always show up five minutes early. And he always had his great saying of, you know, one meal, one shirt. And he would always take you to the best places. But I uh, miss him uh, dearly. But, man, he was he was a joy to work with and, and to honor to be called a friend. I tell you what, he was a heck of a race driver, too. We, we won several races with him. Uh, Matt, we feel like we just barely scratched the surface with you, and and we hope we can get you to come on with us again so we can get a little bit deeper in, into your career and, and your personal life, too. But we sure do appreciate having you on this morning. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, you, gosh almighty, you look at the guests that you guys have had uh, on your show. I mean, it's, it's an honor to have you guys call and want me to come on and talk a little bit of racing, so... As I told Greg, anytime, just let me know. Okay, one burning question that, that we've all wondered before we, we have to let you go is, are you any kind of Dwight? I always say this. <laughs> I would love to have 2% of his money and 1% of his girlfriend. <laughs> but, but I will tell you a quick funny story. So our audio guy at the time, Freddie Aldis, I mean, he, he's got so many Emmys for sports audio, he had to build an addition onto his house. And he always plays music to try to, it's kind of like name that tune when we're in commercial. And so he he played a, a tune, and I'm like, oh, man. Well, I saw Dwight Yoakam. It was at Fontana. He was on pit road in a pit. I walked up, hey, hey, Dwight, I got a question for you. These are the words from this song. It's something in the 60s. Can you help me out? And he goes, all right, here's the deal. 1966, it was so-and-so. It was written by so-and-so, <laughs> and they recorded it um, with the Wrecking Crew, which was a legendary uh, studio band. They recorded it with the Wrecking Crew in Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, really? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never even heard of the song. <laughs> it was one of those 60s kind of you know songs. And so we go to the next commercial, and I go, all right. I, and everybody's going, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it could be this. I go, look. This is who I think it is. 1960, and I ran through the whole thing. It was dead silent. And they're like, 
who did you talk to? Because, see, nobody really Googled anything at that time. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't I can't tell you, but I, I'll tell you. Like, well, you're right. That's who it was. I said, all right, I'll come clean. I talked to my brother from a different mother who I'm not related to, Dwight Yoakum. They're like, are you kidding me? Like, nope, he's down here on Pitt Road, and I, I went to the stores. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Listen, thanks for coming aboard. We hope we can get you back again real soon. And if nothing else, we'll see you on the race. All right, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a great Saturday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Man. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're up against a break really big time now. So when we come back, we will have our own NASCAR insider specialist. Nelson Crozier. Smartest man we know. That's it. And we'll, yeah, we'll be back right after these messages. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. 
Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultimates, $179. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at Nissan of Greer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Nelson Crozier, this is Alan Hill. I'm filling in for Perry Allen Wood. You on this line today? Sure enough. Uh, you at home or you in Michigan? Uh, no, I'm at home at the moment. I might show up in the morning. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, always a good race up there at Michigan. Four lanes wide. A lot of room to pass. And a lot of good speed up there. No question about it. And they are fast. Yes, sir. They are fast, and um, looks like them Fords and them Chevrolets qualified about one through six. Uh, about the fastest Toyota I've seen is about uh, Denny Hamlin. He's back there about 15th to 16th. Uh, no question. It just finished uh, you know, the second practice. Uh, again, Harvick was fastest. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle Busch jumped up there. Uh, William Byron, Eric Jones, uh, Logano. Uh, Clint Boyer, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, and Menard. 
and Denny Hamlin tops out the top ten. Yeah, I seen it yesterday where they was having sec- second practice session at eight thirty this morning. Boy, that's awful early for a practice session. Uh, no question. And they uh, just now finished qualifying the trucks, and Russ Chastain is on the pole. Yeah, that's good for us. Uh, well, before we get too deep in, into this, let's go ahead and make our picks. Uh, let me tell you, first off, Perry's done text me since he's in Columbia. He said he wants the two-car of Brad Keselowski. So, uh... Um, okay, if he takes the two, then I'll take the four. All right. Nelson's going to take the four. That's two fast cars right there. It is. <laughs> well, I'm going to jump in and, and take who we talked about earlier. I'm taking the 48, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, here we go. All right, Greg well, Moore. I did hear that uh, Kyle Busch got running good. Something was said in practice or something. And I won with Kyle, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, he sub-win all the time. I, I'm going to go with him. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the guy that's going to have the momentum, and that's going to be Chase Elliott in that nine car. You Nelson, did you pick Chase last week? I believe I did. That's what we thought. We thought. We thought. Perry, we don't have Perry here with his list, so we weren't sure. Now, what yep. did you think last week about some of the shenanigans going on during the road race? Well, until the drivers start respecting each other and stop uh, stop the blocking, that's what you're going to have. And you're going to have more hostile temperature, tempers, uh you know, Jimmy Johnson's right on the cutoff for the chase, so uh, he's in a precarious situation. Yep, that's uh, what I was telling these boys a little bit earlier. And, you know, some other, you know, some guy sitting outside of his, you know, 15th or 16th can jump in there and win the race and knock everybody out. Right. Uh, one thing we need to mention, uh, both of the RCR cars uh, were disqualified and have to start at the rear for having... Uh, Inoperative uh, oscillator. Uh, basically, I think I had nothing but the, uh, the case and no insides to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Don't you hate it when that happens? Well, not the first time Andy Petrie's done it. Well, don't get me wrong. Back in the day, we used to have a fan blade, and the rules just said fan blade, so we just had four blades that were flat. That's right. Out of a piece of. Uh, Cut out of one flat piece of steel. Yes, sir. I mean, that's uh, we changed that. You actually made the shroud where it would come apart so that you could actually get in there and change that. And don't get me wrong, you packed ice on top of the intake to make qualifying to try to help mm-hmm. cool it down. Yep, that that deal with alternator is pretty cool. I, 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 I mean, that, that standard stuff we used to always do, like a flat fan. Uh, you know, at one time they didn't like to stop in the front end of the car up and Harry had, had a radiator full of beeswax but <laughs> you, you always had your trick for qualifying but you, you couldn't get away with it when you started the race they just sort of figured you know the battery would run for a couple two or three they had to run real good now for more than a couple of laps but, uh, plus it takes away that parasitic drag on it but, uh, yeah that's pretty, pretty stiff it's, it's pretty obviously cheating <laughs> that's, that's not cheating. That's just reading in between your lines. That's staying competitive. Staying competitive. If that's what it takes, I mean, I didn't see nothing in the rule book that says that you've got to have a working alternator. I don't. Right. It, it is in there now. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Uh, as, as of yesterday afternoon. 
No, it's been there for a while. It's been there for a long time. They just have not enforced it. Oh, okay. There we go. And then somebody said, okay, what happens if the alternate quits during the race? They're going to black flag you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hadn't well, thought about that. That but is then funny. It used to get me. People had a switch to turn the alternator off. Well, the alternator was self-excited, about 2,500 RPM. So that switch did nothing but it already uh, cutting on. Uh, and people did that all the time uh, and were just fooling themselves. Well, you got to all think about it, Nelson, and I know me and you worked on it and talked about it, but when you start adding accessories to a car, a race car, if that's, that's drag on that motor. I mean, that's the reason, you know, the, the, the chassis dynos got so popular, showing rear-wheel horsepower. But, uh, yeah, anytime you take lesser oil pressure or, or something to something to parasitic drag off these parts, uh, it makes it go faster. And what's really cool if you can come up with something like that and you race it, uh, that, that that's really cool. Right. Well, uh, the thing, if the battery is fully charged, the alternator is going to take less than one horsepower. Uh but if you go out there, low battery, or you start turning all uh, the electrical load on, uh, it's going to take 13 to 15 horsepower on some of these uh, uh, big alternators you're using now. Uh, I should say high amperage because they make them small, but they're very efficient. Yeah, no doubt about that. I was trying to think of I remember one time one of the most, you uh, remember running them, come up with them running oil pump or most of the oil pump off the rear end. Right. Of, mm -hmm. we, matter of fact, we, we switched over and done that, and it did work pretty good. But, they, the, of course, NASCAR called on to it, and I always thought that was a pretty good way of doing it. Didn't you, Alan? I mean, yep. Uh, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nowadays, these dirt cars that we have, the super late model cars, between the bell housing and the transmission where the bell housing actually is, we've got a hole in the bell housing, and we've got a bracket that sits right up on top of that bell housing, and we got a serpentine belt that goes down there and turns right off of a pulley that's right bolted right next to the the crankshaft in between the crankshaft and the and the uh, input shaft of the transmission. Yep. I just. I think some of the creativity needs to put back, be put back in it. Uh, I know they got to police things as good as they can. I know the, the technology on the street cars is a lot more than what they used to be, and they got to change with the times. But uh, it sure was a lot of fun trying to get that, stay in that gray area. Like Junior Johnson said, you got to be right on the very edge of that rule book, or you ain't going to run. It's always been that way in NASCAR. But now, have you heard any uh, rumors or anything up there at Michigan? I mean, any driver swapping or? No, uh, the biggest one right now is what uh, Benedetto's going to do. Uh, you know, they think Christopher Bell will probably go over and take uh, that car, so Benedetto's going to have to find a ride. Yeah, we're fixing to get into that. What they used to call it silly season. Or drivers right. are going to start jumping around from one to the other, but I think your main competitors are actually going to stay exactly where they are. I don't see no, as far as our big names, I don't see none of them actually moving to a different team. No, I think you're all pretty well set. Okay, in the last minute of this, this segment, is there anything special you need to let us know about tomorrow? No, not that I know of. All right. 
So, uh, like I say, we're going to have this show on tomorrow. Uh, Michigan's going to be at 3 o'clock tomorrow. It'll be a totally different racetrack from what they actually practiced on this morning. And, matter of fact, a third practice session, I guess we're going to have a third practice session, is actually at 1130 today. Uh, that's correct. And, uh, you know, on the last one, uh, on a 15-lap average, Harvick was the fastest uh, with Hamlin, Suarez, Bowman, and Brad uh, was fifth. Uh, in the five-lap uh, run, uh, Harvick was still on top, but Paul Menard second, uh, Eric Jones, Carl Bush, and Jerry Locano. So uh, okay. it's going to be interesting. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Nelson. Okay. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Up for style, up for performance, up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. 79 Rogues 199 Rogue Sports 0% or $6,000 off and new kicks 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up for Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design 
design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Alrighty, this is Alan Hill uh, filling in for Perry. Uh, welcome to the second hour of Start Your Engines on the line. We've got Ernie Smith of uh, Southeastern Drag Racers Association. Ernie, are you there? I am. How are y'all doing this morning? Doing good. We all like to kind of get in a little bit of all this kind of racing. We like round track racing. We like straight line racing, too. Well, we we are over here this morning trying to get the old Southeast Gasters Association Paula's Nightmare Hot Rod up and going again. <laughs> all right. What, what racetrack y'all at this morning? We Well, I'm actually over here in Holly Springs at Daniel Haynes' shop, uh, Hot Rods Behinds. I uh, had a little problem up in Indiana and Daniel, being the Ford man that he is, has helped me put this motor back together, and we we get the last little bit done, get ready to sit her back in the car this morning, fire her up, and get ready to go to Mooresville this Saturday, this coming Saturday. All righty. Hope you luck up there, and hope you don't have no more problems there. And uh, y'all don't have no forty-five minute turnaround, do you? Uh, usually ends up being about forty-five to fifty minutes between rounds. When we get down toward the semifinals and everything, that tightens up a lot. It, you know, we try to stay on about a five-hour time when to do our whole race. So, you get down to semifinals and stuff, you got about 15 minutes. Uh, well, Ernie, the gas is one of my favorite drag strip races to watch. Not because, not just because of the uh, the speeds, but because of the vintage of the cars. Tell everybody that, that don't know what some of the rules are for the gassers. Well, some of our rules are everything has to be 1967 or older. Uh, parts are basically the suspension, everything. If you couldn't get it in 67, you can't have it. Must be four speeds. All straight axle cars has to have straight axle front end. So, I mean, you're, you're taking a car with old junk 60s technology and uh, trying to get it from here to there in a hurry. <laughs> now, what all do they like to do to the motor to try to get some extra juice in it? The motor... Internal-wise, you can do pretty much anything. But external, you know, heads, block, everything has to be 60 stuff. I mean, you know, whatever you can stuff in that old block, in that old technology, you know, you can use internal. But 
you know, if a fan walks up and looks at it, it's got to look. You know, one of the greatest things to me, we were at Shadyside last year, and uh, four, three gentlemen and this young boy about 10 years old walked up, and they're looking at my car, and a guy about 50 years old looks at a man about 70 and says, Dad, isn't that pretty much what you ran? And suddenly this little eight, ten year old boy is looking up at his great grandpa great grandpa just had a whole new coolness factor about him. <laughs> you know, and that, that, that's 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 one of the fun things of it. You know, so we, you know, we want to keep it correct to the air. You know, the paint jobs, you know, you won't see any vinyl lettering on our cars, everything the lettering sponsors, everything has to be hand painted like it was back in the sixties. You know, our backup girls, they're dressed apart the 60s. You know, Mary Beth Haynes, uh, Jenny Moses, these girls, uh, Christy Burchett, all these girls go out and do the backup work. You know, we want you, when you come in the gate, you're in 1967. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's uh, real cool. Uh, you just talking about up there at Shadyside. I know of a fellow, uh, Buff, Lenny Buff, name up there. Actually yep, Lenny, his, his, his two sons, they run Shadyside. You know, unfortunately, we... Lost Ronnie Buff, the owner of that track, uh, the year before last of cancer. His son Lenny took it over, and he's pretty much giving it to his two sons to run now. And those boys are—they've really made a lot of changes to that old racetrack. Every time you go up there, you see something different. They're working hard to improve it. And I mean, anybody here local that wants to see some good drag racing, not just when the gassers run, if Thursday nights, uh, Sunday afternoons, get out and support those boys. They're two young boys that are doing well up there. I mean, they're working hard to make a better facility, and they're getting it done. You know, it's one of my favorite places in the world to go run because, well, I I grew up there with my mom and dad doing it, and I, I love going to Shadyside. That's going home to us. Yep. Well, I can remember one time in about mm, 1969, I went up to Shadyside. Just, we were going up there to watch races. But they also they like, they had an open track. You could take your own car down the quarter mile, and I thought that right. was the most exciting thing as a sixteen year old I'd ever done. And even though I was in yep. my mother's sixty six Mercury Comet six cylinder, right? They do that every Thursday night up there. I mean, you show up with a helmet and let her rip. Yeah, we got to we got to do that. And like I say. <laughs> Uh, Ernie got pretty good, pretty doggone good, good motor in, in that car. I was up there when they were pulling it apart, but they, they found, they found a little bit of water in it, and there's no reason for the water to be in it. But they, 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 they put some new parts in it, found some things wrong, and it's uh, oh, it's got two, it's got a high riser with the two big carburetors on it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, a power plant. I mean, it really is, and he run real high octane gasoline in it, and uh, them things. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get to see it run. I think Bert's going to get to see it run, but they 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 put on a good show. They ain't standing still; they flying. And yeah, Ernie, they run good. And me and Daniel appreciate you coming over here and giving us a few pointers the other night. You know, you forgot more about forwards than me and him. Or either one going to know, but he's he's actually in there putting the rocker arms back on it. Justin Valves right now. We're just about ready to set this thing back in the car. Hopefully by about 3 o'clock, we're going to have it sitting out here making some noise in the yard. Well, that thing's got some awful good high-performance parts in it. And it is a Ford. And it's <laughs> been bored and stroked and a lot of stuff to it. And, I mean, it's just it's some really nice stuff. And uh, they've been pressure-checking and everything. So, I'm pretty sure it was a head gasket situation. But we don't I, know. 
and uh, but earning them will get it figured out. And the biggest thing is, you know, well, it, it, you know, I've get, got Daniel Haynes in it. I brought it over here to Daniel's house because Daniel is a Ford guy, and uh, you want to see a good looking little race car. Now he's got a a Ford Falcon called the Patriot. If you go on the Southeast Gasers Association website, he's got one of the most beautiful little gassers you're ever going to see. I mean, it is just a first class built, painted, and everything was done right here in his shop. Daniel built the entire car by hand. Everything from the chassis to the motor, every, even the letter on it, lettering on him, his wife did. And I mean, you want to see a beautiful race car, you go on our website, look it up, look for the Patriot car, and you're going to see one of the most beautiful hot rods you've ever seen. Yep, and I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel and Ernie both, they know a lot about an engine. Don't let them fool you. I just happened to tag along with Bud for about 25, 30 years or whatever, and I learned a little bit, but uh, they know what they're doing. And like you say, Daniel's got some real good stuff up there. And uh, I was just impressed with just the quality of parts and stuff that they, they put in it, you know, with the 67 rules. And I'd love to see a pull on that thing on the dyno, just what it pulled. It, 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 it'd have to be something like 800 or something. But uh, we. We believe this one's somewhere probably in the 775 range. And if we could get it on a dyno, you know, I run on a real limited budget. My budget just don't allow it this year. But if we could get it on a dyno and where Daniel could get there and tune on it a little bit, I, I honestly believe we could get eight out of it. Yeah. We're not far from that number now. Well, Ernie, this is Alan here. Uh, I noticed uh, in this drag racing, like he's just about talking about right there, us dirt racers out here, we don't even park each, beside each other at the racetrack. You know, we don't want nobody looking at our race cars. We got tarps. We kind of put over them. If we go to the tech area, we actually put tarps up around the chain link fence to keep some people here looking in our cars. But y'all drag racers, y'all uh, y'all step across there, look at somebody else's car, and might help another fella and stuff like that. You know, back when I ran IHRA and then HRA, it was just like it is with dirt racing, I've been around dirt racing a lot in my life. If I broke, everybody else in my class was going to be going, good, that's one less dude. But our Southeast Gasters Association, I mean, you know, we're not out here racing to make money. You know, if you're trying to make money racing, you're in it for the wrong reason anyway. But we're like a big, it's like a 80-car family reunion. Every time we go somewhere every other week, I mean, if I break something and I know the guy beside me has got it, he's on the starting line. I don't wait for him to come back. He'll tell, he'll tell me, if you know where it's at in my trailer, you get it. We'll worry about the other stuff later. Right now, get your stuff fixed. Yeah. And you know, I tore mine up in Indiana. I was talking to Daniel as I was coming home. He said, just bring it straight to my house. Bring it over here. Unload it. We'll put it in my shop. We'll get it together. We'll get it fixed. And we'll load them both up. And we'll head to Morrisville, North Carolina next weekend. Now, that sounds just about like Alan. We can't. We'd, Alan's been the asset to the to the radio show with all his all his knowledge. He, he was in NASCAR involved for a while and got a winning late model car, but we can't get him hardly halfway down here because he, every minute he's got, he's up there working on a doggone race car. I don't know how he does that's, 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 that, that, that. Paula, will, Paula will tell you for eight months to a year, she sees me in passing. I mean, my I couldn't do this without my wife. I mean, you know, her support and everything she's given me, and all, even all the stuff she does to racetrack with you know, selling our T-shirts, making all the arrangements we have to have to get back forth the racetrack. Uh, so 
selling tickets. You know, every year we raffle off my helmet for a different charity. We have a friend down in Myrtle Beach named Mick Forrest. He'll custom paint one of a kind of helmet every year for whatever charity I'm doing. And we sell raffle tickets on it for a dollar a piece. And at the That's end of the good. year, at the last race at Shadyside, I pull a name out and somebody's getting a, you know, a one of a kind thing. And, you know, Paula takes care of all that. And I couldn't, do it, wouldn't want to do it without her. Yeah, that helps a lot when you got uh, when you got good support at home. I mean, that might, well, your it wife does. It makes a bunch. But Ernie, we kind of up against the clock a little bit, and I'll be talking at you probably later on today, or or you'll be hearing from her bird of mouthing about something. She's excited about going up there and seeing the, the cars run. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to loading her bird up in the race in the motorhome Friday afternoon and taking her up to Morrisville with me. You know my. I grew up next door to Roberta, and she hadn't seen my mother in about 50 years. My mom's coming up from Columbia. I mean, we're going to have a good weekend up there and hopefully go some rounds. But yeah. I want to tell all you guys, I, I appreciate all y'all. I mean, you, you don't know how much it means to me, the support you guys give to me and give, you know, our association for giving me a chance to come on and tell you a little bit about us. Well, right. you do awful good. You're, you're, you're here local and uh, run up there in a very popular series and... Uh, like I say, good luck. We're up against the time clock. Now, I'll, I'll holler at you later on this afternoon after we go eat lunch. We'll see, see what All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thank, Alan, thank you, Ronnie. Guys, thank always good to talk to you. Thank, thank you. you, Ernie. And thanks for keeping the gassers alive. Uh, we try our best. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah. That's Ernie Smith on the telephone, and he's a local drag racer. Yeah. And like I say, successful he, he's local like, drag racer. Yeah. And, uh, he 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 he's like this son of a gun sitting next to us, Alan Hill. He know they go. He won't work on a race car, yeah. and that's the only way you can do it and win. Is you got to work on it and stay on top of it all the time. Well, I went over last Thursday night a week ago and got my racing fuel over at Greer Dragway, and they was having uh, they call it testing chin on Thursday nights over right. at Greer Dragway, and then people was lining up to get in the gates. Glad to see them people get over and support Greer Dragway. You know, we done lost Spartanburg Dragway. Yeah. One, of the, one of the best drag strips around here was Spartanburg Dragway, kind of like Spartanburg Fairgrounds. Yeah. And if these people don't get out and support these things, that man will sell that They're property. They're going to go away. They're going to go away. That man will sell yeah. that property, and he'll just sit back. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. We got we got to thank the promoters, like he was talking about the buffs up there and at Shadyside. Yeah, and when we come back from this break, we're going to be talking to Bill Okerland, uh, Owner driver from the Trans Am days. Yeah, well, it's actually historic, and we're going to be talking to him uh, right after this break. Yeah, that that'd be good. That'd be good. We'll talk to him right after this break. We'll be back after you listen to these messages from our sponsors. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. 
Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like. Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. And this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. 79 Rogues 199 Rogue Sports 0% or $6,000 off and new kicks 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too and credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up for Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. All 
righty, welcome back to Start Your Engines. This is Alan Hill. I'm going to be giving you all our local dirt track results from around up in here. Uh, Harry Speedway last Saturday night. Got a big storm come through up there. Uh, matter of fact, I seen a picture. It looked like they had a foot of rain in the infield. Dang. Yes. It must have been that same storm that came through here. Yeah. Because I got a bunch of rain at my house. But we was actually going to Cherokee Speedway and got over at the beach, and the rain had actually stopped there. And we went on over to Cherokee Speedway, had a two-day deal over there, the Stick Elliott Memorial Race. Uh, results as of last Saturday night, uh, two-day event. We're going to go to Thunder Bomber. Thunder Bomber, Jeff Cook. Uh, used to run Super Late Mall. Now he's dropped down to Thunder Bomber. Said he is having a ball running in this Super, I mean, this Thunder Bomber division. Um, you know, a lot of these boys think it's Super Late Mall racing. There's, there's a lot of pressure as far as keeping these sponsors and stuff happy. But Jeff Cook's moved back down to the Thunder Bomber division and having a whole lot of fun there. He won. Uh, Ricky Bogan was second. Johnny Moreland was third. Renegade, Mitchell Duval again in that Renegade car at yellow number five. Earl Petty was second. Justin Armour was third. Sika Crate late model. Dale Timms first place. Gray Pardon was second place. Third place was Tim Vance. Extreme four. Andrew Rich first place. Mason Mack second. Scott Collinger third. Young Guns. Garrett Kilman first place. Jay Owens second place. Austin Brown third. Limited Sportsman, that's my division. Uh, Bradley Weaver was first, had a fast car last Saturday night. Brian Carswell was second. Third place went to Andy Blackwood. Stock four goes to Brayton Pruitt. Brayton Pruitt making a comeback after about a year and a half off. Good to hear her name again because we interviewed her several years ago. And and she was off, you say, for about a year and a half? Yep, had a had a baby. And uh, don't get me wrong, everybody said, well, you know, if you get out of racing, stay out of racing long, you learn how to, you, you're not up to date. But she fell right back in, and I don't think she's missed a step. And uh, Jamie Madison was second. Josh Anthony was third. On the Sunday afternoon, we started off with the 602 Thunder Bomber. Rod Tucker was first. I mean, Thunder Lake model. Rod Tucker was first. Second place, David Smith. A local boy here that owns a salvage yard right down here off 292 or 295. Uh, John Price was third. Stock four, Casey Towell, first place. Second place, Sparks Pars. Third place, Braden Pruitt. Braden Pruitt actually won in stock four, and then she come back, and this is a kind of a different little deal as far as stock four. She said she had to go home and change clutch and stuff out in her car to make it for this class and come back and run third. <laughs> and she's coming back with a vengeance. Yes, she is. Thunder Bomber, Patrick Kenderson, second place, Ty Norton, third place, Madison Hoots. And then we was going to get down to the Carolina class super late miles, and then the bottom fell out of the clouds, and it was postponed due to rain. They're going to make that up a different schedule. They went ahead and paid all the boys that run their uh, main events. So last one was Carolina Clash. So they're going to schedule them for a different date and let everybody come in there. Last night at Traveler's Rest Speedway. Had a real good race over at Traveler's Rest Speedway. Thunder Bomber Futures. Michael Strange, first place. Second place, Joe Anders. Third place, Preston Mintz. Thunder Bombers. First place, Timmy Smith. Second place, Dwight Smith. Third place, Jason Edmonds. Young Guns. First place, Jake Johnson. Second, Preston Kelly. 
third, Brayling Vaughn. Crate Sportsman, first place, Timmy Smith. Timmy Smith had actually two cars there, so he uh, he got two wins there. Second place, Chris Jackson. Third place, Rodney Lauder. Pure Stop, first place, Kevin Nations. Second, Will McGrew. Third place, Showtime Nathan Pierce. Front Wheel Drive. I want you to listen to this name, Ricky Hill. And Ricky is my first name. <laughs> uh, second place, Seth Smith. Third no place. relations. <laughs> no, no relations. I'm going to look this guy up because I'm going to tell him. I say, you know, my first name, which everybody calls me Alan, because uh, one of my best friends was named Ricky, so I went by my second name. And uh, But whenever I seen this, Dale, I said, man, look at here. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go to the Carolina Speedway last night. Seek a modified Hank Taylor. Second place, Chris Callahan. Third place, Matt Hope. In the Hornets division, that's our front-wheel drive class at Cherokee Speedway. Second place, I mean first place, Scott Collinger. Second place, Ray Hudson. Third place, Brandon Spangler. Seek a Thunder Sportsman, Ronnie Mosley. First place, second place, Bubba Sutton. Third place, Bill Knight. Super Street. That's what we call limited sportsmen at Cherokee Speedway. First place, Colt Gilliam. Colt Gilliam actually had a truck race at Eldora. And he comes to Super Street up there at Carolina Speedway and wins in the Super Street. Second place, Luke Edison. Third place, Chris Mercer. Lightning Late Models. Our regular used to be at Cherokee Speedway all the time. It used to run limited sportsmen was Adam Yarborough. First place. Second place, Mark Green. Third, Mike Huey. Thunder Bomber. First place, Steve Green. Second place, Dylan Lacey. Third place, Cade Lanley. Pro Four. We're going to go to Spark first place, Sparks Parish. Second place, Adam Percy. Third place, Kyle Truitt. All right, we're going to get down to Cherokee Speedway tonight. Cherokee Speedway tonight is going to have another one of their fan appreciations. It's going to be $5 to get into the grandstands tonight. they also going to have a good many cars on the schedule tonight. they got the 604 late models. they got the limited sportsman division, Renegade, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Stock 4, Extreme 4. And listen to this. My daughter's at the late, but they actually going to have a powder puff race there. If she could call me, I think we could make one of these races. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. I bet we could. I'd, I'd, I'd go buy her car just to see her race. She'd, uh, prob- she'd probably really surprise you. She'd be up front. It'd be a surprise, all right, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Gates are going to open at 4.30 today at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, driver's meeting's going to be at 7 o'clock. Uh, now let's slide on up here to Harris Speedway. Harris Speedway, they're going to have the Carolina Sprint Tour up there. That is the wing uh, little sprint cars up there that they actually fly around this racetrack. And uh, if you haven't seen them, it'd be a good night to go up there at Harris Speedway. From what I've seen out there, they they was calling for a little bit of temperature today, but from when I left the house, it was kind of cloudy and kind of nice out there. Also at Harris Speedway, they're going to have the Renegade Stock 8 Crate Sportsman Division combined. They're going to have Young Guns. They're going to have the Stock 4 Division, Thunder Bomber B, Thunder Bomber A, uh, Pure Stock, V6 Front Wheel Drive, and a Front Wheel Drive class up there at Harris Speedway today. If uh, 
everybody, I, I know that place is kind of dried out this week because, uh, like I said, they actually had about a foot of rain up there last Saturday night from what I've seen in that infield. And I know them guys have actually worked hard all week to get everything straightened out up there and uh, going to put on a good show. I'd like to thank Danny Pittman and his wife, Nancy, for everything that they do up there at Harris Speedway. also like to thank... Uh, Tony Adair and uh, Scott Childers for everything they do over at Cherokee Speedway every week uh, as far as putting on shows and stuff like that. Like I said, for uh guy to put down $5 for fan appreciation, $5 to get in, you know, Greg, I'll take you tonight provided that you pay for me next week. I tell you what. <laughs> we, I, I, we, need to get, we need to get some of these guys on the show because they do do such a good job at these racetracks uh, and, and get talking about keeping us certain you know we've, we've touched base a little bit on how you got to keep a dirt track up and and different things but uh uh i wish gradually i hope you get a lot of these guys you don't know, come on the show and explain it from a different angle i yeah. mean you know you're a competitor and you know all about the, how the track and you know the stuff but you know like how they go about selling tickets and and they do so much for charity it, it's unbelievable i mean it's, it's just a win-win deal for everybody yep and uh, look up in there and, you know, don't get us wrong. Whenever us guys down here on pit road and stuff like that, we look up there and see these East stands slam packed with people. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you actually go work just a little bit harder on that race car if you possibly can. You you always, you know, don't get me wrong. That's that's what we get out there and race for. People says it's for the money. No, we don't race for them. I race for a trophy. My daddy always used to call me on Sunday morning. Son, did you get your trophy? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Greg, you was talking about some of your daddy's trophies and stuff like that that you asked, was talking about sitting in the basement. Well, no, we we got some of them and uh, uh, trying to kind of maneuver some of them around with people that's got you know restored cars, and uh, you know he's got he just got a lot of them and and trophies <laughs> trophies don't do no good sitting in. You know, if you're going to put them on your own mantle or, or your grandkids' mantle or something like that, I mean, that's fantastic, and, we, and we're going to do that. But uh, if we got some stuff that other people could appreciate to a car, uh, then that's great. That's just like, you know, uh, David Pearson, he's the only only NASCAR driver to ever won a Trans Am race, and he should have won about two others, but they had to. One of them, he was smoking a cigarette, and he's... That, that that got it started, and then they black flag. Anyway, it's a long story, but then Pearson could drive the wheels off them things, and when Eddie passed away, it's a very important trophy. It's like the Mission Bell 300, and, uh, and it, uh, it really is a good a good deal. Uh, and uh, But that that's a trophy they remember, and it means a lot. It means a lot to the people. Oh, yeah, Alan, got some more results for you. Uh, pretty much it. That's about it for me. We're fixing to go to another guest here on the show tonight. And, uh... Right, we'll, go to, we'll take our last break of today, and when we come back, hopefully we're going to have Bill Ockerland, and if you look his name up, and look at the Trans Am cars that he's associated with, you're going to see some good-looking cars on that website. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. And we'll talk to Bill Ockerland about his Trans Am festivals.
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. 79 Rogues 199 Rogue Sports 0% or $6,000 off and new kicks 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up for Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Okay, we're back on Start Your Engines. We've got a real special guest coming up right now. If you are familiar with the Trans Am series, you may 
know this name well, Bill Ockerland. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing good, thank you. Yeah, Bill, I really appreciate taking time out to, to come on the show and uh, be here with us. And uh, like I say, it's just, it's just amazing how the, it's basically historic racing they do in these I tell you, building that, that I've seen some films. I got in-car cameras. Of course, they got the safety things. But uh, Bill, tell us kind of how that that deal works. Don't they, they do the Trans Am and Can Am? And uh, like I say, Bill's got several cars, and his all way up front. But it's it's some real interesting stuff. because I think he's actually got two of two of our old cars. Yeah, I can um, <clears throat> tell you about uh, what we do. Uh, it's uh, called Historic Trans Am, and we uh, race the cars that are the actual cars that raced back in the day when the Bud Moore team was uh, winning the Trans Am Series in 1970. So all the cars have to be prepared just as they were in the day. Um, you can't modify them with modern equipment that's you know faster, better. So we uh, work hard to keep them the way they were, and that's actually a big part of the fun of the series is researching and making your car the way it was supposed to be, the way it was in the day. And uh, we don't allow cars to run in the group that aren't cars that ran in the day, so every car has history, whether it be a factory team car or an independent car. And... We race all over the country. We're racing next weekend at the Monterey Motorsports Reunion. We're there every year. And uh, as far as the fans go, the historic Trans Am is uh, probably the most popular group in vintage racing. It's, I think, the purest group of running the cars the way they were. And um, when we uh, when we come around the track, everybody's on their feet, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. People really enjoy seeing the cars run as they did back in the day. Well, one of the things that things that I really like about this, Bill, is I'm looking at historictransam.com, some of the pictures on here. And, you know, they have the Camaros yeah. and the uh, Mustangs. But also there's a AMC Javelins. There's a, a, a Barracuda. And unlike some of the racing series that we have, most of them that we have today, the cars don't look the same. They look really like the cars that would drive on the street. That's exactly right. That's what they they was intended. Uh, and I'll say one thing, and that Bill take take tell us more about it. But these cars, they have to put so much work in them, and they don't like to tear them up. Even though, but they got safety in them, power in them, and the whole thing. But don't want to tear them up because these 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 cars go across oxen and block it. Some astronomical numbers sometimes, well over a million dollars. They're, just, they're that valuable. But, Bill, like I say, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to throw that in. But uh, tell us about, you know, you got a Javelin, you got this one, and, and that one. And, and I, I, th- I think you got a, I don't know if you got a, a Challenger or not, but I know you got a bunch of them. But just, 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 just talk a little bit about it, that stuff. Sure. I, um, I have uh, several of the cars, and I, I just really... <laughs> And I'm passionate about this group of race cars. So I own uh, three of the cars that won the championship. So I own the 1969 Penske Camaro 
that uh, Mark Donahue uh, and Ronnie Bucknam drove in 1969 and won the championship. And then I have the 70 Bud Moore boss that Parnelli Jones won the championship in 1970 in. And then I have the 1971 Penske Javelin that won the championship uh, in 1971 with uh, Mark Donahue driving that one. And then uh, I've had the 69 Bud Moore boss. Uh, I have the uh, 1968 Shelby back Mustang that was driven by Parnelli Jones and Dan Gurney and Rick Titus and Horse Quack and Alan Moffat. Um, so it's, it's fun because, oh, then I also have the 70 Cuda that uh, Sweet Savage and Dan Gurney drove in 1970. But it, it is, like you said, these, these cars, they are either you know, body and white cars then turned into uh, factory team car or actual cars that I've owned several 67 Z28s that were independent cars and literally they were driven from the dealership to someone's home or shop and then turned into a race car and raced in Trans Am. So these were the actual street cars made into race cars that you know, somebody could buy a Boss Mustang or a Z28 Camaro and obviously extremely closely identify with the race cars. Uh, and it, it is interesting with having the different brands of cars. They they all are different how they drive and the different strengths of one make versus the other. The, the Boss has real good high-end power, but maybe not quite as much torque as... Uh, as the certainly the Mopars and the AMCs have more torque. The, the Mopars have the most torque out of any of them, and uh, they don't maybe have quite as much top end power, but they have a good wide power band. So the Cuda is a they didn't do that well in 1970 overall because the car was just finished being built. I think in January it was because they were late to the game. But that Cuda, in the first six races, I think it qualified on the pole, I think it was four times. So it, it was very fast, but it, it didn't have the... So um, that hurt them. If, if they'd stuck with it for 71, I think the Cudas would have been uh, a formidable match for the Javelin and the Boss. But in 71, it was interesting because Mark Donahue didn't really like having teammates because he took care of the cars and he didn't like how some of the other drivers were abused the cars a bit so he convinced Roger in 71 that he could win the championship with just one car so in 71 that the javelin is the only Penske javelin and uh, he won the won the championship uh, before the end of the season so he didn't even have to race I think it was the last two races but the, the Javelin is, is phenomenal. It's probably the best all-around performance of the cars. It was the, the most highly developed. He uh, he said that year he could build one car and build the best he'd ever done and, and win, and he did. Yeah, certainly did. And uh, I'll tell you, another car I, I was really impressed with is when you put Roger Penske together with that 69 Camaro that Bill's got 
and you put a you, you put put that together in Traco, then small block Traco Chevrolet motors and stuff. Them sons are going to yeah. be hard to beat. We 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 thought we had a handle on them with Parnelli and the, and the bosses, but uh, we had a tire problem, had a bad wreck at Saint V. But uh, when you put you put Penske involved in, in something and a, a driver like Mark Donahue and that uh, in Traco building engines. You had your work cut out for it outrun them sort of guns. And Penske's always been that way. Super nice guy. And, and that javelin that uh, Mark won his championship by himself in 71, we were only run a part of the season, won a few races. But uh, Ford had kind of pulled out. But, oh, it's a beautiful car. I mean, it, and, and yeah. it flies. Yeah, it, it's like a show car, too. It's, I mean, the he's got polished aluminum under the hood and in the trunk and uh, the pinstriping and everything. It 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 looks more like a, a custom show car than a race car when you look inside it. Yeah, tell you one thing, it sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it sounds different than the other cars that, that Rambler motor is <laughs> it, different sounded than... Uh, than the others, but like you said, on the Traco motors in the '69 Camaro, that that the the Camaro motors in '69 had more torque than the Boss, but just as strong a top end. The, the Camaro motor has a extremely strong power band all the way through. So yeah, it 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 does work well. That and like you said, that the tires were definitely an issue and and the, the wheels also you the you guys had wheels break in 69 that uh cost a, a huge amount and well the other interesting thing about that the 69 budmore boss and the shelby's is which are just immense for a 305 cubic inch motor and uh on a high, high, long track like Watkins Glen or Road America, it's phenomenal. But uh, on the tighter tracks and coming out of the corners, it, it's harder to manage that motor because those carburetors are so huge. Well, let, let me ask you this about about your series now. I know they have to be the, the vintage cars, and I know you try not to tear them up. But when you destroy a fender or a hood or something like that, can you fabricate the replacement, or do you have to scour the junkyards all across the country to find some replacement parts? All right. You still with us? I believe it. I believe we might have lost him. Yeah, I believe, I believe we lost him. We lost him. Right. Yeah, he's, he's calling back. Uh, he's, okay. He's located in California? I think, no, I think he lives up north somewhere. Let me, hang on just a minute. Let me find his number and we'll call him right back. Well, he was talking about engines and stuff like that. And he was talking about them uh, Camaro motors and stuff. You know, they they mostly 350 small block Chevrolets and... Most of them do make a lot of torque and stuff, and we've gotten out to where in this dirt racing, most of us, you know, we can buy aftermarket parts and stuff like it. And uh, you was talking about aftermarket stuff. Actually, if you go online, you can actually build your 66 Chevelle or something like that out, out of aftermarket parts. Okay. And, uh, okay. But, I mean, if you look at Mustangs and stuff like that, they actually got uh, 
people that is actually, you know, fabricating these things. But uh, we should be shortly right back with him, and uh, he's calling back in right Good now. Messaging system. Uh, messaging system. But uh, as far as our local tracks here running tonight, everybody should get out here and uh, go to our local tracks. And uh, we got him back, Greg. Well, uh, we were getting close on the time zone, and he did. He was going through kind of a dead spot, and he said he'd love to come back on the show. Oh, absolutely. I'm enjoying talking to him. Well, it's like they they got some footage of him. You know, we've had Vic Elderbrock, always been a friend of ours and a good friend of the shows, and he's got one of the 69 cars, and this is like in 215, and uh, they're running around Watkins Glen. I'm going to tell you what. Bill, he's flogging that thing. Yeah. I mean, that thing's sounding right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah but they, but they, uh, they, they, they super. Okay. I've got Bill back on, on the line. Okay. Okay. Good. Are you, are you with us now, Bill? Bill. Yes. Uh, we was talking about aftermarket parts and stuff like that. Do they actually make aftermarket parts for these Mustangs and stuff in case y'all do crash one? Well, you know, fenders and, and that type of thing, body parts, they do. Uh, but the, especially the, the factory team cars like the Bud Moores and the Penske's, they have unique parts that were made by the teams and also, you know, like the Javelin. So some of those parts you might have to remake if you had a serious problem where they got damaged. But you know, your your regular body panels and stuff like that obviously are a you know a Mustang fender is a Mustang fender and you can you know make it modify it to be like the others. But uh, back in the day, the a lot of the body parts were acid dip to make them lighter, and the whole cars were. Um, and that is something that then you can do to a regular fender to make it like, you know, the, the doors on the Budmore Boss are, they're just like, you open them, you don't even feel them. They're so light. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, no, you, you know, we didn't cheat like that. Uh, or no, we were sitting there, we used to have pictures of one of, one of Pinsky's, uh, Camaras sitting in an acid dip bath. And yeah. they passed around the pictures, and I was about 14, 15 years old, you know, because I went to some of them in the summertime in an awful competitive series. And the whole point matter was that ours was acid dip just as bad. Uh, it, it, it's a very competitive series. Well, now, Bill, y'all have one more event this summer, don't you? Yes, we're at the, the Monterey um, Motorsports Reunion next weekend in uh, at Laguna Seca. So we have that um, coming up. And then next year is going to be a big year for us. It's the 50th anniversary of the 1970 Trans Am Series. So we're going to run, uh, we've been invited to run at the Detroit Grand Prix um, as a support race for the uh, Indy cars and the IMSA cars. So that's going to be a big deal. We've never done that event. And then uh, we're going to run at Laguna Seca at the SBRA event in uh, May, and then June is uh, the Detroit Grand Prix, and then we're going to run Monterey again, and we're looking at possibly running Mid-Ohio in between 
uh, Monterey in August and uh, the Detroit Grand Prix and possibly Sebring in uh, February or uh, Watkins Glen in September. So we haven't finalized the schedule, but next year probably be five or six events and around the country. So people who don't, you know, most of our events are on the West Coast in a typical year, but every other year we try to travel around the, the country. Uh, year before last, we were at Road America and, and Montremblant. So next year will be a good good year for people elsewhere in the country to see the cars. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Bill. Uh, uh, I look at plane tickets and everything else, because I have been out to Monterey a couple of times and uh, years ago and seen uh, back in early early 2000s, but uh, how good a show it is and that's how, how good they sound and run, but uh, I'm that, that thing at Detroit, I'm, I, I'm going to come to I'm going to come to that thing. I mean, that's going to be okay. fantastic. That'd be great, and, and that event is, is Roger Penske's uh, baby. You know, he he puts that event on for the IndyCars and IMSAcars, so um, that they they invited us to, to come and that that's going to be pretty neat, so but when you're talking about the acid dipping, it it is very interesting. And that, like my '69 Penske Camaro, I restored it now with the vinyl roof on it because they they put that vinyl roof on because when they over acid dipped the car, the roof was so wavy. You know, Mark, Mark put that vinyl roof on to try to hide it, and people thought he was doing something with wind resistance or something to try to make the car faster. They were every everybody was freaking out about that. But uh, and then in the the documentation for the CUDA, I have all the books that they, notebooks of all the testing and all the building of the car. And in those documents are the receipts from when they asked to dip the cars in, in California, was in the L.A. area, and how much each component weighed before it went in and when it came out. And, you know, it cost a couple hundred dollars or whatever it was. And it, it's pretty neat to look at that old stuff and see exactly what, what they did and what happened. Yeah, I tell you, Bill, we're kind of up against the clock, but I got to mention one thing. Uh, I know you remember the, the situation that Sam Posey got into with the Challenger, and I'm trying to think who the head inspector was or something, and they, just, they, they had asked to dip them, too. You know, those like Gurney's car, and they, they had the Challengers and Posey leaned yeah. their elbow up on it or something, or the, and they had to go down to the dealership and cut the whole roof off of a crime Yeah, people. they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and had to cut it off and take the racetrack and put it back on there before they'd run. Because I'm gonna tell you what, uh, the SCA inspectors on Trans Am, we we were some pretty crafty son of a gun, but they had some pretty smart people looking at it. You, uh, yeah, they they did, they tough. they really did. And I, on that Posey Challenger now, a friend of mine owns that, and you can see under in inside the car, you see that weld mark going around where they cut that roof off <laughs> <Put the other laughs> one on. I mean went to the dealership now yeah and yeah. Chrysler called a local dealership that said look gotta have a roof on one you know we pay for it whatever and they it was like a brand spanking new challenger sitting right there and they just torched the torched the roof off and carried it back yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that, it was the thin it had a vinyl top too it'd keep it from flapping in the breeze okay Bill we're in the last minute of our show we want to thank you for coming on with us. Thank you for getting back in touch when the phone dropped. And we hope we can have you on here again. Sure. That would be great. I'd love to do it. And it's fun to talk about the cars. And hopefully you guys can come out and see us. 
Thanks a lot. We'll, we will keep in touch. And when you get back this way, we hope to participate in some of your shows. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. That was Bill Okerlund. That was fun to talk to. Yeah, he was having a little trouble. They were, they were, uh, you know, they were going to through tunnels and stuff. But uh, we'll get him back on. It's, it's some real interesting stuff. I want to thank everybody for listening in today. Uh, want to thank Alan for coming in and stepping up and, and really making the show interesting for us for the full two hours. Thank you all for having me. Um, like I say, Perry, hope you got everything moved in. And uh, we'll catch you all next week on Start Your Engines. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg.